The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. All right, welcome. It is another episode of your Marvel Crisis Protocol Plavlog. Wait, did I roll a wild? And I am joined once again by two incredibly important people, um, or at least special guests. We have Zach who just got back from his championship route at Second Wind 5 this year in Chicago just this past weekend. And we are also joined by the man, the myth, the Ben. That's right. The pastor himself, Rev Wright Mad, uh, is here as well. Welcome, guys. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Hello. I, I haven't moved from yesterday. No, I really <laughs> I really appreciate that. Listen, I... I so yeah. full disclosure uh, to, to those of you at home yesterday when we finished up uh, interviewing Gil and talking about the WTC, I asked Ben, hey, can you hold on a second? And then I just left. I went home. Yeah, I just, went yeah, to bed. Walked you know? away. Yeah, so, I, walk away. I, so I do really I'm appreciate really, you hanging out, Ben. Uh, this is my first, you know, liquid and uh, I haven't eaten ever. So that's great. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> we're all about first here, right? Like you got to experiment a little bit. Sometimes a fast is good for the mind, the body and the soul. But hey, look, I appreciate what you did there. <laughs> but yeah, so this past weekend, October 21st to the 22nd, was the third uh, MCP edition of Second Win, the fifth overall Second Win in Chicago at the Alarmist Brewery and once again, Chicago, Illinois. Um, Illinois is kind of a colloquialism of the state Illinois uh, that people that are uneducated like myself just randomly throw in extra asses there. But... <laughs> To get right into it. So, Zach, congratulations on winning second one this year. Thanks. It, uh, it feels really good. <laughs> um, now, how many second wins have you been to? I've been to four of them. Um, I only missed the first one. Uh, so I've been going since before it was an MCP event. Um, I've known who are now the taco truck guys since the old Guild Ball days. Yeah. And... Second Wind is consistently one of my favorite things to travel to every year. Definitely my favorite gaming event every year. Hell yeah. It's it's definitely one of those ones, especially because I'm a massive, massive, massive fan of Adepticon. That was my first uh, gaming convention that I had ever been to. And with Second Wind being so close to there, it's like, oh, well, that's mm -hmm. Second Wind's one I really want to be able to get to. Um, definitely try next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell me a little bit about kind of the um the, the setup the venue itself so it's at a brewery and i'm assuming that there's other yep. games still being played there as well at second win what's kind of like kind of the overall uh picture for so, so no there's not other games oh uh second wind is not a convention it is a tournament um vince kirkov who runs it uh made an arrangement six years ago now because they missed a year during covid uh, with the owners of the brewery to host uh, what was then a Gilball event there. 
uh, and it was really successful. We set up shop in the back in their warehouse area and in their brewing area. So there's tables all by the tanks as well as in the basement. That's super rad. Uh, we use the space, the tap room for regular business. Uh, and we've got all the rest of the space for the weekend. We play our games, we drink beer and they, the brewery makes out like bandits because once people start losing or sometimes before they do, people <laughs> go get drinks. <laughs> so they're making a ton of money off us, but it's really cool. It's a really unique space. Uh, there's not a lot of other places that you can play MCP right next to giant beer vats, like as they're actually working and in service. Um, the aesthetic so really alone it. has it to be just a really cool, like aesthetic. It seems really, really, it rad. is. It is. Plus their beer is great. They've got a really great, uh, like outdoor courtyard space. Uh, the staff there is incredible. They're super nice. Um, I'm just picturing like a big old beer barrel with an empty cup and you could just scoop, just scoop some beer, (laughs) you know, uh, you know, at least that's what I'm hoping for. Passing ideas to Vince. Yeah. They they also do float tests for the dice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. 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 But so Zach, so what, what did you run this year at, uh, at second wind? I know we, we've seen Uh, at least from events that we've been at, it seems like you cleave towards guardians on a pretty regular basis. Did that, did guardians come back out for second wind? Yeah, I stuck with my guardians. They have been, uh, serving me really well over the past year plus. Uh, I've been playing them pretty regularly since like the 2021 update with breaks here and there. Uh, so I'm very practiced with them. Uh, I've been kind of honing this list that I, the exact list that I took for a pretty long time. And, it paid off now. And with this particular guardians roster is Thanos included in this or Malekith or is it, is it a little bit more pure with a little bit of Hulk or. So I've got eight affiliated models. My only splashes are Sam and Hulk. Um, nice. I've never been a big Thanos fan. I think he, even with the gems unrestricted, I think he warps the rest of your list construction a lot because you are kind of building everything to be able to include this eight threat piece. So every consideration in your list is kind of how does this piece either support Thanos or support my ability to play Thanos. And I feel like the game has gotten so much more lethal over the past year and Thanos has never been more vulnerable. Um, Less so now since the gems got unrestricted, because now you can give him like patch up and sacrifice. But even before that, uh, like in his unnerved state, I, I was just never a fan of Thanos. He felt like, I, I feel like Guardians, one of their biggest strengths is how flexible they are as a roster. And he just took away from that too much. Well, if, if we can, if we want to just jump right into it. Um, Zach, as you're preparing for, for second wind, um, mm-hmm. and one of the, one of the challenges is, uh, so we just had a huge update. Uh, and then what was special about second wind is they okayed the new core box. Uh, mm-hmm. so can you talk a little bit about your preparation before you, you even step foot into, into second wind, what's going through your mind? Let, let's just kind of start right from, from updates. Uh, what are some things that you're, you're, you're prepping for that you're worried uh, about and, and, you know, how did, how did that encourage you to either prep one way or, or maybe another way? 
Sure. Um, I had, so once the updates came out, I only had, I think, three game nights to prep because I was out of the country for a while. Actually, it, only, it ended up only being two game nights because when I was, got back, I got sick and almost couldn't go to Second Wind. Um, so I had a pretty abbreviated time to practice there. Uh, what I got lucky with was that nothing in the updates or the new core box and the new core box, we had known all the rules for months, so we had been proxying stuff locally uh, for a while. But nothing in either of those changed my list at all. Okay. So it was all just trying to get practice against change stuff. And Guardians made out like a bandit in that update because we were untouched and our worst matchup with Storm X-Men got nerfed. Like, this, yeah. 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 Despite all the X Men buffs, like so many of their models got buffed, not having cover all the time yeah. is huge. Um, that matchup's still really hard because they bring a lot of crises we don't like. Yeah. But so it really was just trying to get as much practice as I could against stuff I expected to see. I had already been playing against a lot of new Captain America because two of my locals had decided well before the core box even released that they were going to be bringing him to second wins. So they've been proxying that team for a while, so I've had games against that. Um, I only managed to get one game against New Red Skull, but I played a whole lot against New Iron Man, uh, his inclusion shield. So I was pretty well-practiced against most of the new core box. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of banging out games okay. as much as possible, trying to find people who I knew played my boogeyman matchups and seek out games with them. Yeah. Uh, and I think you named it well, um, you know, just looking kind of at the end of the updates, um, just how it kind of changes matchups. I know as, as a brotherhood player, I was looking at that. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, wait, I think, I think we made out like bandits too. You know? <laughs> yeah. just kind of like the dust settles are like, wait, I'm, I'm okay. I made it. <laughs> um, I don't know why more people aren't playing brotherhood. I, I really feel like they should be. We don't need to go down that rabbit hood, Zach. It's going to make me sad. <laughs> but but, but uh, I, I will tell you, uh, and, and, and you and you and you mentioned it. You know, so in your in your pre-update, you know, recognizing that X Men is a is a difficult matchup, and there's still there's mm -hmm. there's still some challenges. You know, they they provide some unique challenges, but definitely not as scary as you're. You know, coming back from from overseas, recovering from sickness, and you're. Uh, you're on the plane going to, to second wind or, or maybe you're setting up round one. What are, what are some, some matchups that you are uh, legitimately, you know, worried about that you're, that you're thinking, Oh, Oh, please, you know, are, are uh, 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 the random gods, please do don't, you know, don't let me get matched up or paired up to this. What, uh, what's, what's your thought process? Uh, so there were only three matchups that I was worried about. Um, there's X-Men, because despite them being nerfed, they still just kind of present some problematic things for Guardians. Mm -hmm. There was Web Warriors, who no one local to me has been playing for a while, so I haven't, I just haven't gotten games against them in a while, and like, I used to play a lot of them back in the day, I've played a lot against them over time, but not so much recently, like with Spider-Woman and with New Black Cat, who I think is arguably better than she used to be. Um, but they also present a, a lot of problems for Guardians because they can spam stealth, 
Um, amazing, now that Amazing Spider-Man is good, um, he's just very hard to kill, and witty banter is tough, and like X-Men, they just bring a lot of crises that we don't love playing on. Um, so that was the one that, over the course of the weekend, I decided that I don't know if I am more scared of Web Warriors than I am of X-Men, but I think I should be. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, um, there's, there's always those those uh, those thought process. You know, uh, yeah. just looking at the at the data uh, on on log shakes um uh you know there were six web warriors players um mm-hmm. uh, so so definitely uh uh that 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 fear maybe of of like oh man i don't know and then there's six x men players so yay you um you know uh, <laughs> second wind has always been really like a very web warriors heavy event every year there's a lot of web warriors players there's a lot of really good web warriors players there uh, Kevin Stewart is a great player. Ryan Bega is a really good player. And then on the X-Men front, uh, Nate Horn and Simon, Simon uh, uh, were both there. And so there's some of the best uh, X-Men players in North America and, or in the world, really, at that event. Um, I got really lucky to dodge X-Men and Web Warriors. Right. Yeah, um, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't manage to dodge the third matchup that I was worried about, which was the CGR in humans. Mm-hmm. And I was worried about that mostly because that's going to be in so is that's a game of who rolls better. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, I played that game against Conan Jennings, who is a fantastic player and, someone that like every time we're at a big event we always end up dodging each other this was the first time we actually got to play and both of our cgrs were ko'd round three and the game became a lot more interesting and tactical after that um but going in we were both kind of saying like yeah let's sit down roll some dice and see who comes out on top because that's kind of how that matchup is in a lot of ways yeah, I, I want to kind of break down the, your your last two games a little bit more in, in depth when we go through it. But just to to speed mm-hmm. through, you, so you played six games um, mm-hmm. uh, over two days, correct? Right? Uh, two is it? Yeah, it's, it's it's four and two. Yeah, four and two. Yeah, that's what I thought. Four four and mm-hmm. two. Um, so your your first four games, um, you know, just look at. So you you pull uh, new cable, new cable round one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's it? You know, I don't want to go in too too in detailed with, you know, uh, with like a battle report, but what's your thought yeah. process, thought process going into, into new cable. He's a little bit, a uh, little bit more killy now. He's offering some more rerolls himself. Um, yeah. what, what was, what was your thought? Uh, I wasn't that worried. Um, guardians still just provide both better offense and better defense yeah. than, um x-force so i feel good about beating them in a fight we were on infinity formula and scrolls and i had prio so i could kind of set up my my both my flanks really well um and i think more than even more than the team knowing the player so uh, it was mike klein who's been a friend of mine for a long time he was one of the he was one of the best guild ball players in the world but he pretty much only plays mcp at second wind every year so I knew that he was less experienced and he still, he did really well. He went four and two overall, but I knew that I had the edge on him in like actual game time. Yeah. Uh, so there's and, that and it matters, right. You know, putting, yeah. putting rep, one of the things that, you know, I've talked mm-hmm. about you know, here, you know, on, on the network is, you know, as you want to, 
improve your competitive nature. It's about reps, right? You know, just getting mm-hmm. more, getting more games in. Um, as as we kind of venture into the rest of the tournament, what what is your your core? So is is there a core that you're just right, I'm slapping down? You know, Star Lord, Groot, CGR every single game, despite nope. you know. Okay, uh, to the, walk there's no that. core, no core. So I think at least when the, if you're playing an affiliation that's lucky enough to be diverse and flexible enough to not have a core, I think thinking of your roster as having a core is actively harmful to developing as a player. Um, again, some rosters don't really have a choice. You're they right. just don't really have that kind of depth. But for Guardians, where at least the way I play them, there's such a toolbox affiliation. Not limiting yourself to saying like, okay, I'm playing Starlord Rocket Groot all the time. Once you get away from that is where I think you really start to level up as a player uh, and being able to identify what you need for every situation. So I, I had written down my squads for every game and counted how many times I played each model. Uh, there was one other model besides Star-Lord that I played every game, and that was Beta Ray Bill. Um, but that isn't to say that I play him every game. It's that in the six games I played at Second Wind, I played him every game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next highest like game count of any model I played was three. Okay. So I, I definitely don't have a core. Yeah, I'm the, and that's really good diversity. Yeah, sorry. I, no, I, I think that's kind of perfect, right? That fits the narrative. Are you really playing Guardians and are you really winging it if you go in with a plan? <laughs> <laughs> 12% of a plan. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I think like part of that is having plans for a lot of stuff, but not limiting yourself to one set of models to solve those plans or to, to like be a part of those plans and to solve those problems. I did notice, too, that um, comparing the data to the WTC data, Beta Ray Bill was the number one um, rostered model in both of those events. But looking at Second Wind... Uh, the next two are radically different than at the WTC Mm -hmm. Crimson Dynamo being the second most rostered model uh, was a surprise to me and something that I really like to see. That's a model I actually really enjoy. uh, And I'd like Mm -hmm. to see him being used a lot and and kind of a toolbox in himself a little bit. Yeah. I mean, well, he's, he's an E specialist, right? Or even more than an E because I don't think you should talk about E's because I think gamma and demons are two very different shaped crises despite having the same physical shape mm-hmm. he's a gamma and researcher specialist yeah and I, I think him being included so much as a medical uh in that people were expecting a lot of teams that wanted to fight down the middle and i think in some ways maybe like he is very good at those but i think in some ways people overestimate how good um He's still very susceptible to long-range energy attacks, which are very prevalent in Guardians. And now that Black Bolt is good, and now the Cable is good, uh, there's a lot of those. He's also pretty susceptible to just getting thrown or pushed out of position. So I I think there's this attitude I've been seeing online recently, especially among some people who went to the WTC, that like Crimson Dynamo is incredibly broken, and I think he's very strong, but I don't think he's in any way broken. Um, yeah, but it yeah. makes sense to me that he was taken so much. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I can't resist it. Um, thank, thank you, Zach, for 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 naming. I am one one of those folks where I think uh, Crimson Dynamo is very good in a very specific scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, why you don't see why you know Wintergird 
weren't well represented in WTC. I do think it's interesting that uh, we had five winter guard uh, at uh, at second wind. And what's interesting, and, I, and I'll, I'll name this, I commend um, uh, it's Dylan. I had to double check mm-hmm. Dylan for going five yeah. and one. You know, uh, with with winter guard, um, that's awesome. That doesn't mean that that Crimson Dynamo is amazing in every situation. Um, And and that's, I think for me, important to name, you know, about the balance of a character. I do think it's hilarious uh, that Wong is number three. Mm -hmm. Uh, Long, long live the reign of Wong. Um, (laughs) uh, I I get it, man. I get it. I've, I've been playing a lot of convocation lately as sort of my off team and he's an all-star. Um, but also he's incredible in web warriors and web warriors are, like I said, always very well represented at second wind. Yeah. Uh, I know there were, there were what, like three or four midnight suns players. Um, it's he, five, Wong's five. been having a moment. Yeah. a bunch of defenders. So yeah. there were a lot of teams where he was affiliated yeah. plus all the web warriors. So he's having a moment. Wong, uh, the, the meta is pretty friendly to Wong right now. Yeah, he's he's living his best life, you know, and and I, yeah. I think it's interesting. And you know, you've mentioned it a couple times. It's it's neat to be able to to know. I think we talked about it a little bit yesterday um, with Gil of local meta differences, right? You mm-hmm. know, so you know, you being aware of going into second wind, you're going to see some more web warriors. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex, you you, you uh, very lovingly dodged all of them, which was which was good. Uh, and, I was pecked out, but I didn't have to use it. <laughs> look, I, I look. It's, it's I'm, look. I'm not going to lie. There, uh, anytime I go to a tournament and don't see a web warrior player or don't play against web warrior, I'm like, God, thank you. That you are good and just. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's 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 one of those one of those things. Uh, that it's important, you know, if you're going to go to a major event, want to do well, uh, you know, have those expectations. Uh, it's good to kind of know, well, I might see a little bit more of this and, you know, what's my yeah. plan plan for that? Um, well, well, moving on. Um, so you, you play Quentin uh, in your second game, uh, who is mm-hmm. uh, running uh, just the lovely uh, let's blast each other uh, gamma research game with shield. Uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, I like to, was there like a tumbleweed that like went across the, the, the thing of, you know, the cowboy standoff of <laughs> shield, and, right? shield and guardians. Tell us just, you know, to summarize that match. Yeah. So Quentin's a San Antonio guy. Um, so me and him, we play each other fairly frequently. Um, my last tournament game loss before this was to him out in Houston. Um, we meet up sometimes because i'm in south austin so we meet up sometimes to play um and we've played this matchup like this same matchup this the gamma researcher we've played it before and um i think with these two crises at so being stuck on 15 guardians is somewhat favored Mm -hmm. over shield um we talked about the game a lot afterwards and uh, kind of talked out that we think he should have gone five wide rather than four uh, since CGR is very good into shield. He can kind of cancel out a lot of their tricks. Yeah. Um, what CGR doesn't like as much is a wide team because despite what, despite everyone remembering the time that he one shot a character and then one shot another character, he very reliably one rounds most characters, but he doesn't usually one shot them. So he very much prefers seeing 
taller lift and the more like traditionally beefy models because they're not that beefy to him. What he really doesn't like is a whole bunch of weenies because right. he'll probably only kill one of them and maybe incinerate one or two more. Uh, so we kind of talked out and think that he should have gone five instead of four. But as was, I was able to just kind of pick people off and dominate my body. Yeah. And, and, oh, sorry, Tim. No, yeah. So going into a, a game like that, who do you normally <laughs> prefer to target with a character like CGR? Do you have any, you know, kind of specific mindset as far as like where you're applying the ghost rider to kind of, yeah. In your favor? So, uh, as a general rule, I like targeting leaders. If I can pick out a leader, that's great. But most good players aren't going to give me that opportunity or they're going to present a more appealing target. So the, the, it depends a lot on squad construction and on positioning. So it was Star-Lord, Bill, CGR, Rocket for me. And sorry, I've got it written down. It was Nick Fury Sr., Nick Fury Jr., Invincible Iron Man, and Crimson Dynamo for him. And he had priority, so I had last activation. He gave me Dynamo in the middle, and Dynamo uh, was removed from the table after my first activation of round two. Um, the, so it, it depends who I'm given. I, I certainly love getting a Crimson Dynamo off the table on Gamma Researcher, because he, yeah. if that's a matchup where I'm definitely bringing uh, Kuro the Milano to get rid of all those shocks. Well, so, and it's getting, nice to see Oh, sorry, Zach, go ahead. So I was just saying, like, only giving him one turn of being able to beam all my people before he's gone <laughs> makes uh, makes that crew really high value. Yeah. Yeah, and Crimson does not like CGR, right? You know, it'd be a real shame if his tech was range three and his, you know, some mm-hmm. CGR bully was hitting him at range four, right? <laughs> you know, exactly. So, um, so yeah, it, it's... And it, I think, you know, the score reflects that. You know, it's sometimes people get... Um, you know, they're, they they kind of get a little tense around the score, um, but those those high attrition games. You know, I mean, what, like I said, removing a model on the top of two, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a little silly. It's going to snowball pretty pretty quickly, um, but at the same time, uh, very quickly can can turn topsy turvy if if the same thing happened mm-hmm. to you. You know, um, mm-hmm. so you you pull. Uh, you pull Eric West, who uh, Eric is 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 awesome. He's uh, uh, out in our uh, uh, neck of the woods, I, I believe, if I'm oh, remember, nice. uh, remembering correctly. Uh, and uh, he is playing uh, Asgard. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how are you feeling? You know, we're seeing new Thor. Uh, so you got new Thor acro- across from you. Uh, so you can get, you know, all the, the God of Thunder coming at you. What, what, what's your thought process? Uh, so this is one of those moments where um, I'm more concerned about the player than the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still don't think Asgard is very good, but Eric is the highest rated Asgard player on Longshanks. He's a very good player. Uh, we played last year at Second Wind as well, and he was playing Convocation, so I know that he's a really skilled player. Um, so I'm not totally dropping my guard just because the models on the table aren't the best, because... Yep. players win games models don't win games that's well said um, yeah very much so yeah but in general i'm still i am feeling pretty good we had a one of those the the amg um sanctum sanctorum a oh, terrible yeah. terrain piece with yeah. that like inch and a half of dead zone around the top <laughs> yeah, we had one of those boy. 
in the middle of one flank, and we're playing Infinity Formula Hammer. Yep. So it's the hammer's right on. It's right between the two infinity points. So we're looking at the board. This is one. Of the, this is a game where like the terrain really impacted team selection. It's like, well, I guess I'm going to bring Sam here because he can throw shields around that. But with yeah. how wide that thing is, only if people are in like exactly the right places. Um, it's like, well, Rocket and Groot aren't going to do me anything, do any good for me, even though I usually like them on Infinity. Um, and it was just a very strange terrain setup. Okay. Uh, which I think ended up working a little in my favor. We spent some time talking to Gil yesterday, you know, talking mm-hmm. about the importance of non-symmetric uh, mm-hmm. boards, you know, creating, yeah, especially allowing, you know, the player uh, to choose sides to actually have some autonomy, right? Um, definitely. So that, yeah. that definitely sounded like that was an, an impact uh, in, in your game. Yeah, no, I, I, strongly agree like terrain should never be totally symmetrical uh that piece should still get thrown in the sun um, <laughs> if it had, I, I like size fives i think size fives play a very important role in the game but specifically it, it having so much of a dead zone around the edge where you can't stand ends up being kind of problematic and it's so tall that like parallax can just make measuring things really difficult because it's like it, it's it's like a foot tall. It's taller than a range five. So you, normally you do the trick where you like put your range tool out and then take a range five and drop it down so you're good. The range five's not long enough. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I think that's a really yeah. good point, though. I think there's a, specifically with shield throws, like the ignoring of line of sight mm-hmm. is something that I think it's mm-hmm. overlooked and not really credited for the attribute that it is in certain attacks. And when you have terrain like the Sanctum Sanctorum or uh, I guess more realistically, like an apartment building or something like that, where you can really yeah. just throw it directly over it and you can't really be deal. attacked back. It's yeah, it's pretty stellar, especially Especially yeah. when you're bouncing it off them to somebody else too. Yeah, you know, Sam, Sam is classically a fair and balanced model. It's fine. <laughs> everything is fine. Yeah, everything. Uh, especially at Nashcon, we talked about that last time. Yeah, especially at Nashcon. Right? Um, Listen, Sam so, wins Nashcons, man. Like that's all there yeah, is to it. Yeah, it's, it's actually, yeah, yeah uh, it's stapled on his card. Uh, so. <laughs> So you're three and zero at at this point, and uh, you get paired for your your last match of of the day uh, into mm-hmm. Hellfire. Hellfire mm-hmm. is one of those those interesting affiliations where uh, I mean, you generally have an idea of what you're going to see, but at the same time, some of these Hellfire players really just can throw you off by by taking a miss you know this mixed group of of uh, of misfit toys, right? So yeah. Uh, What's as as you're going up uh, against uh, Isaac Kim, I, I believe. Uh, yeah, Isaac, I, yeah, yeah, Isaac Kim um, into into Hellfire. What is uh, are are you feeling good up, about the Hellfire match? Uh, they can do some some pretty um, interesting shenanigans. Uh, how are you feeling going into that? So going into this, I had only played against Hellfire three times, I think and didn't really understand what was good about them. Um, And I I think now from talking to Isaac and Curtis and some other people, Hellfire, like I kind of understand, and especially Isaac's list was set up to be this way. 
Hellfire is kind of at their best when they're doing a Kingpin impression, where instead of, at least is my understanding of it, instead of counting double, they're getting that extra power and healing and just being like tough potatoes. But not a lot of potatoes are potatoey enough against Guardians. So it's like, True, yeah, okay, truer words have never one. been said. By way. Yeah, <laughs> can we can we quote you on that? I really, uh, yeah, that 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 needs to be in the show notes. So that yeah, absolutely. So I, I still don't think Hellfire is particularly good because I don't think, or at least not in this meta, because I, I think they're like slightly better Kingpin, and I don't think Kingpin's particularly good in this meta. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're kind of trying to do the same plan, so. Uh, I I didn't know Isaac going into this, and I saw that he hadn't had a ton of games on Longshanks, which are always the people I'm most scared of. Uh, I'm worried about people I don't know by reputation, because like, okay, this guy might be some like basement savant who's incredible. And I talked <laughs> yeah. to him a lot later. He plays in the Ontario Meadow, which is just an incredibly stacked group of people. He's a great player, great guy. Uh, really enjoyed our game. Um, but yeah, hell, his, his team didn't particularly worry me. Okay. Well, so, so you, uh, and, and you get the, the lovely gamma set up too, which you know, hellfire, mm-hmm. uh, really doesn't love. Uh, they do mm-hmm. like hammers though. They do like hammers. Uh, but, but that we gamma- had, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, a big part of that fight over the first two rounds was out in the gamma waste. Yeah. Uh, he had he had grabbed one with Bill and like sat Bill in cover, so still having a power for that. And I started attacking him with CGR and with Star Lord, and he runs Luke Cage over there to sacrifice the heroes for hire. And we played this whole game with like two of his models just out in the waste, which was really interesting. It was unlike a lot of other Gamma games I've played. That was really interesting. Yeah, uh, um, and I'm sure they they feel with some of their ability to to heal at the end of one mm-hmm. round at the start of another, uh, you know, can, um, can yeah. be beneficial for them, but, but you, but you pull it off and, and you pull it off quite convincingly. Uh, and, and you make the, you make the cuts into day two, you're four and oh, uh, as, as you were, you know, uh, of course uh, we, we, I do have to ask how many, uh, of, of full mugs of beer did you scoop in the in this time are, are you feeling good before after you know uh i mean you've you've gone four and oh at this at this point what's the celebration like uh I'm, I'm not much of a drinker i had uh one beer friday night um they had this amazing sour uh called throat punch that just tasted like orange juice it was great uh i was planning on having more of that saturday night but we left to go get dinner and didn't end up going back to the brewery that night uh, so that one on Friday, and then kind of the same thing happened on Sunday. So that one on Friday ended up being the only beer I had all weekend. Okay. A throw punch, uh, yeah. by the way, just shout out to that name. That is a great name. For yeah, that beer. is <laughs> like, great name. Especially, great, name, great beer. Especially for, for an MCP event. Like, the, uh. yeah. I, mean, I, I have I have to ask, did you get throw punch? Did, was there a bartender who just, <laughs> who just like, after you take your first gulp, you just clap? No, their bartenders are wonderful people. Gotcha. No, no throat punching. No, no, no throat punching. Oh, well, you could get it as a chaser, but yeah, 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 missed missed opportunity. Um, So as you're, as you're kind of, you know, re, Coming off of the of the four zero, are you, are you looking at the other undefeated? Are you kind of trying to oh, yeah. come up with a, a 
tell us, walk us through through that because you know we've talked about you know to, to some other players who just try to you know relax, come kind of come down off of the adrenaline and and try to sleep. But it sounds like you you were kind of scouting and trying to come up with a plan. Yes, I mean we we go out to dinner that night. Uh, went to Portillo's and uh, just kind of my friends and I just kind of talked over a lot of the matchups. Um, the undefeateds were at going into day two were myself, uh, Conan with his Inhumans, uh, Graham with his Kingpin CS, and Curtis with his Hellfire. So of those lists, the only one I'm actually worried about is Conan's Inhumans. Um, I'm very worried about Curtis, regardless of list, because like I said, players win games, lists don't win games. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm very scared of. And I don't really know Graham. I've like seen his name on Discord come up, but I don't really know him as a player. But Guardian, I think Criminal Syndicate is one of Guardian's best matchups in the game. So I wasn't too worried about that one. So we spent some time talking them over, but I, I did try to like not worry myself too much over it Saturday night at least. So as yeah. as you're going to sleep, you're just like, come on, give me, give me, give me some cre sweet crime. I just want some crime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep, well, un un exactly. unfortunately, you don't. Uh, you yep. you get probably uh, the scariest matchup, which I okay. I agree. Uh, you know, of the uh, of your three, you know, uh, of the top four, uh, that in humans with CGR list is probably the, the scariest in terms of lists. Uh, yeah, I I like to to hear maybe just a little bit more in depth of so you you pull demons and hammers mm -hmm. um tell tell me uh, walk me through from from the moment you you pull your crisis um what's what's the plan um what are you are, are you frustrated are you happy you know uh walk us through that a little bit um i'm happy to have not gotten researcher because that is truly just a dice fest um, I was hoping to pull Infinity Formula because then I think I can outposition him better. Um, but I knew this was going to be a very standoffish game. I have priority, um, but he playing in humans has options for multiple center grabs. Uh, so uh, it, the first round played out where we both grab a side hammer and retreat me with bill him with quicksilver and go kind of sit in the back um we move people up a little bit he uses his medusa to royal decree up cgr which despite having last act him having last activation meant that i got to take some shots into his with my own cgr uh, we both rolled very well for power. We rolled three power every power roll, both of us. Oh, oof. oh man. Yeah. All right. Um, Juice tough. So <laughs> I, yeah. So round one, I put a first attack into him, which he bodyguard onto Black Bolt and did no damage, which I'm kind of thrilled about because Black Bolt has been giving away power. So now can't take the second one. And the second one was where I spiked and immediately just put like four damage onto his, uh, especially my winging it token. His return shot, because I'm in cover and he has no dice mods, only do like one or two damage. So I'm feeling really good. Um, no one takes the center demon. No, no one wants to be there. Uh, 
demons is almost a dead. Like we're both scoring our back one and two hammers. We're tying three to three. Uh, I'm feeling really good going into round two. I have priority. I've got enough power that I sh- sh- I can uh, teleport up into range and to get a good angle because he had teleported back behind a car. I'm like, okay, I can pull his CGR away from Black Bolt, uh, so away from the bodyguard, put a gainer into someone and spender his CGR and should be able to finish him off. Uh, that's what I do, and I make a pretty bad decision here, which is... I put the gainer into his CGR. So like, well, you know what? Even that spender sometimes whiffs. I want to make sure I get him. Uh, the gainer ends up being huge and leaves him on one health, but he plays fallback and uh, goes back into bodyguard range. Yes. So I'm now up there. I put, still put the shot and make him spend the power and do like one or two. Not a lot to Black Bolt. Black Bolt being able, like sitting in cover is pretty hard to damage. Yeah. Um, and then I'm sitting up because I teleport to get up there. So he puts fire into me. Uh, I think his CGR goes, doesn't finish me off. Over the course of the round, we both daze each other's CGR. Actually, he might daze mine with his CGR, I think, with a spender. Uh, I daze his, like I draw a brace with Bill, and then Angela throws something into him for, to finish him off. Not a whole lot else happens that round. Top, which so not dazing his was kind of good for me because it meant I get with my CGR because it meant I got to keep priority and my CGR finishes his off top of three. Mm. Uh, between Medusa and Black Bolt, he finishes mine off bottom of three. Uh, and then things get interesting from there. Um, over the course of those rounds, he had gotten my Angelo's holding a hammer down to like one health and. I think it was top of four. I burn like, or it was either round three, maybe it was round three, round three or four. I burn like three tactics cards, keeping her alive on that one health so that I can hold on to that victory point and she runs away. Uh, but it puts me in kind of a scary position later because uh, there's a round where he finally gets priority where I've amassed a good lead or okay lead, but Star Lord and Angela are both still on one health holding hammers. And his Quicksilver goes, uh, who had just dazed my Bill, his Quicksilver goes, and, or who dazed him last round, Bill had slipped. His Quicksilver goes, dazes Star-Lord, dazes Angela, and is holding all four hammers. But is on only one health, because Angela, after dazing Black Bolt, did an Angelic Assassin, got four damage into him, and then the re- I, I had a Winged token, but I was sculled out with several other dice which is four damage through, leaves him on one health, which ends up being a really big deal. Because at that point, Medusa had been KO'd on his side. Mm. So the only models left to activate after Quicksilver goes and does that, ends up standing with all four hammers on the middle, de- on the middle demon. I've got Bill, and he's got flipped Black Bolt. Uh, and at this point, the score is close enough that like, if anyone scores all four of those hammers, the game's over. Bill is not in range to walk and attack, so Bill, but he is in range to walk to double walk throw. So Bill walks, double walks, throws, and throws out away from the action, so that Bla- and like spreads the hammers out, so that Black Bolt can walk twice and score two of them if he wants to, but couldn't. Um, there's no way to spread out four hammers that you can't get two of them, yeah, but I could control where that would be um, and make sure that he doesn't get enough points to win. Um, 
and he doesn't end up doing that. He instead has Black Bolt kill Bill, but I've got priority the next round, and it, it, it the score is close enough that I, I've, I've got 14, and he's, I forget how many points he has, but it's like, well, I've got priority, and the hammers are laid out in such a way that there's some that like Angela can grab two of from one position with her medium base that Black Bolt couldn't. It's like, well, I need two points to win. Angela's going to walk over, grab two of those, and run away. And Quicksilver has enough power to speedster and make two spenders. And Angela was on a was on a demon, so she's incinerated. So, like, well, you get to roll two six dice into my three with a winging it, and if you do seven damage to me and get these hammers, like, I'll just have Star Wars left on the board. That'll be the game. So the game came down to could Quicksilver kill Angela, uh, and he got closer than I was comfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> and I managed to score out there. So speaking of the winging it tokens, and I'm sure it kind of varies as the game goes on, but like, do you have kind of a, a standard default as far as where you're putting those? I'm assuming characters like CGR, Star-Lord, Angela are pretty frequent recipients of those winging it tokens. But in the in the first round, actually very specifically of a standard game, are you kind of using those for offense, just hoping to be able to get a, an attack in? Or is it predominantly mm-hmm. kind of round by round it's it's kind of round by round um round one it's generally my guns it's the people who have a chance of making attacks or if it's a situation where i feel i'm going to want to leave someone like bill or groot in a position where they might get attacked then they might get one for defense uh but other than that it's if i have priority whoever's going first unless they're going to be using their priority just grab objectives and run away whoever's going first is pretty much always getting a winged token uh and then it comes down to where i think so so if someone's going to make two attacks they're more likely to get a winged token if someone's going to have to move and make one attack but i need that one attack to really do something for me they're getting a winged token um every once in a while like if i've got someone who would be really great if they got to activate but i don't think they'll get to activate i might put a winged token on them to like bait out attacking them so that i can have someone else like not get focused on and do something useful for me there but it really does go round by round it's very thematic you do kind of have to wing it yeah i I really (laughs) like it from a psychological standpoint too where if there's a character that's maybe at half health they're a little ways down but Mm -hmm. you know it's going to be a tall order for the opponent to put them down putting that winging it token just might not Mm -hmm. might just make them not targeted at all for that round yeah so i i do really like the back and forth save them yeah yep yeah yeah there's, there's kind of an element of gambling with it um both with placing the winging tokens and with playing attrition teams in general. It's a, it's a lot of risk identification and risk management and knowing like, okay, do I, am I in a position where I can afford to play it safe? If not, how likely is it for me to do the thing that I kind of need to do to get back into it? And how bad is it going to be if I fail to do that? And if it's bad enough, do I need to find something else to do instead? There's a lot of sort of micro decisions that go into that rather than like, it's not always just roll dice, see what happens. Sometimes it is, but a lot of the time it's, can I afford to roll dice and see what happens? Mm. And if not, what should I be doing instead? 
Well, and and the lovely MCP special of leaving leaving somebody on one always just mm-hmm. feels feels good. He was like, just right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels good. <laughs> yep. Uh, a throat so, punch, some so, might say. Some some would say <laughs> like a throat punch. Uh, so you you survive. You know, Angela survives the, the the two spenders, and and you you beat your your hardest matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, did you finish before? Uh, uh, Curtis and, and Graham, or, or, or did they finish before you? Were you able to see a little bit of that game or how did that go? Um, I think we finished first. I don't actually remember who finished first that it was a, it was a really stressful ending. So I kind of just went outside and <laughs> I, I needed, I needed a breather. Uh, our game went pretty fast and then there was a lunch break. So I had a ton of time to stew on the next game and I decided not to eat lunch because I wanted to a my nerves were so high that I didn't I wasn't hungry at all but also I I I like to like with only two games I'd rather be a little bit hungry and stay sharp and like on edge rather than like get full and sleepy That seems yeah. super fair. Yeah. Seems yep. super fair. <laughs> oh, I was wondering if, if you were able to watch the game and, and kind of, I didn't watch any of it. You no. know, root, root for the, the, you know, root for crime, <laughs> go crime, you know, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but that doesn't happen. Uh, and you play another hellfire uh, team mm-hmm. in, in Curtis's team. Um, but Curtis's team's a little bit constructed, a little constructed, a little bit different um, from, from I'm assuming from Isaac Kim's, um, you know, kind of general a little game. bit. Yeah, uh, Isaac based some of his team on Curtis's, I think, because they they are from the same region. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they they talked about things like they both had the original Captain Marvel in yeah. there as a, as a tech piece. Um, so they, they were kind of similar, but with a few different like flexes. Yeah. So so you you get this this matchup, uh, mm-hmm. and and you and I both know Curtis is, is a. a great opponent you know uh he's continuing yeah. continuously doing, doing very well uh across the the tournaments that he goes to uh and you pull scrolls and scoundrels which uh i i, I gotta ask i mean it, it, it's gotta be a little frustrating to see scoundrels uh that it kind of is hurting your game plan a little bit not really um okay Okay. Uh, so scoundrels for a long time was my white whale. It, it was it was the worst crisis I could play. the The cover was giving me the fifth, and a, I mean it was a lot. I've been playing this list for a long time, so it's been a while. But the the key to fixing that for me that I had found was Sam, because okay. at as long as I don't have priority, which I will never play scoundrels with priority. If someone ha- if I win prio and someone has scoundrels in their list, I will pick secures because I don't want to ever have to play it at a threat less than 20. Okay. Uh, the threat is really important because at 20 threat, I can play Star-Lord, Beta Ray Bill, Agent Venom, Sam, Hulk. Okay. Every one of those models except for Star-Lord can move people uh, pretty reliably, either with a superpower throw or with uh, like Sam damage on his attack. I've got two models that ignore cover. I've got two very tough models that kind of are happy to sit in the middle and do things and branch out to whichever side they need to. I've got three very mobile long range models that can move around the board and do what they need to. 
And I, I really think that this is one of the best scoundrels teams in the game. I think against anything except Web Warriors, I feel amazing playing scoundrels. Okay. But so the only reason I don't have it in my list is because at anything less than 20, it all falls apart. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah. all crum- crumbling down. Gotcha. Yeah. And I never so, want to be in a position to have to play it at another threat. I, I know exactly. I'm, that's how I feel about senators uh, as a brotherhood. Yep. It's like, well, I will yep. never take, I will never take senators in, in, in my list. I will always play it on 19. <laughs> I'll be double. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, so so you you just kind of auto lock your your, your team. I mean, you know what mm-hmm. what you're bringing. You know mm-hmm. the game plan. Uh, walk us walk us through the game. Sure. Uh, so I run the list that I said there. Um, my tactics cards were brace, foreign assignment, um, eyes on the prize, which I don't often take when I don't have priority. But since his list has multiple people. Who could his roster? I think has multiple people. No, no, it wasn't any multiple people who could play it. If that one side had a piece of size three terrain that mm-hmm. someone like right on it, where one someone could pick it up from behind there and be pretty safe. Uh, so while I have Sam to grab my home one in retreat, um, I can be forced like with deployment. Uh, I can be forced into a pretty suboptimal like side grab. Mm-hmm. But if you deploy Bill directly in the center he can go to either side and get it with eyes on the prize and he can't retreat from there, but he's far enough back to be like a little bit safe. And he's someone that I'm comfortable having up. Yeah. Um, and I, I got with where he deployed his bill, he went and actually took and retreated on the side opposite the other side from that terrain. So I got really lucky that not only that I was able to send my bill up, and be safe behind that terrain and not get pushed and stay on the scoundrel as well. Uh, so I got kind of lucky there. Um, I forget what my last two tactics cards are. It's not important. Uh, but his squad, and again, I wrote these down. He played, uh, he went six wide. So he played Emma, Okoye, Luke Cage, Lizard, Rhino, and Bill. So a lot of damage reduction, a uh, couple bodyguards, uh, trying to sort of steal attacks and keep them away from where they're really needed. Um, round one plays out pretty passively. Uh, we both grab our two scrolls, retreat to our points. Uh, we, he doesn't really bring anyone up to the center until last. He's got last activation. So I just kind of put Hulk there. He puts Luke there opposite me. So we tie four to four round one. Fairly unexciting. Uh, round two, I open up with Agent Venom. And I've got Hulk in the middle, uh, Beta Ray Bill on my left side, and Star-Lord, Agent Venom, and Sam all over on my right. And across from, across from that little cluster, he's got Emma, Okoye, and his Bill, uh, and that's it, who's over there. Um, so I go with Agent Venom. He's a good part. He's not holding anything. Um, but I have Star-Lord over there, so if they daze Sam, I still have someone who can pick up a loose scroll. But he's got two powers, so he can web-swing into place and start shooting, ignoring the cover, all that. Um, and he starts putting shots into Emma, uh, who is within bodyguard range of Okoye, but I want to make him spend the power. Um, and 
Agent Venom likes shooting a Koi also because she doesn't get the reroll and far enough away that there's no martial artist. Uh, so I put a shot into a Koye. Um, I do a couple damage. I think I put a second shot into her as well and daze her. And then play Foreign Assignment to throw a Star-Lord Spender into Emma, uh, which he plays Heroes for Hire on. Uh, so I'm thrilled to bait that out early. I'm, I don't really care about dazing Emma that much at this point. Um, I'm not particularly afraid of her now. It's fine, but obviously if you can kill a leader, you do. Oh, sorry. Uh, before this, uh, the... Uh, I think over the course of this game, we both made one decent-sized mistake. His big mistake was round one. He forgets to trigger his leadership. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, so realizing kind of we're, we're in the power phase for round two, and we're like, oh, you never popped that round one. So that was pretty good. Uh, luckily, he had no damage to heal, but the power is a big deal. It does help. Um, yep. Yeah. But, so yeah, here, he heroes for hire is off my foreign assignment. I put... I don't know, a couple damage into Luke. It doesn't really matter. And then he throws me and I get to use the advance to from foreign assignment to position myself back on the point and in a good position. Um, there's a little bit of back and forth. I think he might go with Emma and walk up and take some shots at me. Um, not that much super impactful. Oh, he goes with Rhino at one point and who he doesn't his rhino is opposite bill but doesn't have line of sight to bill because of the uh the truck there uh he walks over attacks bill um robberies him throws him off to the side and it's like okay standard rhino things yeah uh, again yep yeah, robbery is out of the way, and more importantly, it was you. It didn't throw any of my people into my other people. It. I'm always scared of uh, a rhino player saving robbery for when I get an objective on Hulk, and then getting to use Hulk as a missile. Uh, so I was pretty happy to see that not happen. Um, Curtis didn't bring brace because I think he was expecting a Guardians team with fewer throws and not a Guardians team where every model except Star-Lord can throw. <laughs> um, so Bill goes after that, walks back onto the point, hits Rhino and throws a size four at him and does like five, four or five damage to Rhino. Good chunk. Sets him up for Hulk to come in later and take him out and get me that objective back. Uh, I'm pretty happy with how that activation went. His lizard, who is holding a scroll and sitting on a back point. Uh, I think he triggered, he might trigger the leadership at this point. Um, but his lizard goes and just throws that size three truck that was giving me cover, mostly just so that I can't throw it first. He throws it out of piece of size two terrain. He's just clearing out terrain to deny me weapons. Um, and just kind of dirtles over the rest of that round. Um, I keep enough people on in my little cluster of three that he can't just go late and like double walk Bill over, throw someone off and score the point. Uh, but nothing super consequential happens over there. Um, his Emma comes up at one point. Uh, Cause I think in sometime in round three, she like does a, she's in diamond form and does a spender into all of my people there and doesn't really accomplish much. He had a good move where uh, he 
and but was like off to the side so there was a position where my sam could like throw a shield at her and then if i get the ricochet hit luke and push them both off the point and he used the diamond form transform to get her into a position where she backstopped uh which was a really good play yeah that's interesting um uh, at some point, my Hulk goes after Rhino to try to finish him off. I think I like Gamma Leap, Punch, leave him on one, and he plays Fallback, I think, to get away from me so I can't finish him off. Uh, so my Hulk walks over to his point with Lizard and just throws Lizard off, so I'm scoring the point. And this was where I made, I think, a pretty big mistake, because at this point, Lizard has no power, because he had thrown that terrain. So I throw him into something. So I'm like, oh, I want to start shipping damage into him. Well, that's a terrible idea because A, he's got the Hellfire leadership next round, and B, Lizard has healing factor. But what this meant was that with that one power from getting thrown into something, I should have just thrown in this space, with that one power, with the power up from the next round and with the Hellfire leadership, that's enough power for Lizard to walk, walk, throw over on the other side of the board. Um, and that was almost pretty bad for me. Okay. Um, I start off round two with Bill going and finish, or round three with Bill going and finishing off that last point of damage on Rhino, but unfortunately having to be far enough away uh, to be off the secure, but I'm holding the extra and I get pushed by it anyway. So Bill's kind of off all the way on the edge of the board with a scroll just doing his thing. And all the action really now is on the other side of the board. Everyone's kind of collapsed to that side. Um, Emma gets dazed this round. Agent Venom gets dazed this round. I forget the exact sequence. Um, this he he takes a little bit of a points lead um, over this round or the next. And the middle of this game is a little bit of a blur. There is a lot of stress uh, on both sides here. Um, but this game was recorded, and Vince and Nate are doing commentary on it. And I think it's supposed to be up next week nice so neat. people can watch people can watch this and fill in all the blanks that i've got uh <laughs> i don't know if it was round three or round four but at some point uh it must have been round four because yeah at some point here lizard goes over to that side and throws someone around hulk uh walk walk gamma leaps onto the middle and like throws someone somewhere so we've everyone except bill and rhino now are on this side of the board okay um Sam is over in like his court, like Sam had gone onto his scoundrel's point and got moved off or thrown off or something uh, over on the side. Um, at some point in the next round, I've got, I think he has priority the next round and goes with Emma and KOs Agent Venom before he activates, which I was feeling really good. I was, I was feeling really good about my position in this game. And then Agent Venom goes down and I'm feeling a little bit less good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's got a waffle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a, yeah, Agent Venom had, I, I must have dazed round two because round three, he like comes up, throws a, Emma's at one health at this point. He throws a beam at Lizard and does like no damage, but hits the trigger to daze Emma. Um, with the uh, like yep. lashing tendrils, um, and throw lizard off the point. So either I scored that one or no one did. Uh, but what that meant was that 
so despite Emma being in diamond form when she killed Agent Venom, um, so me being able to play tactics cards, I spent a ton of power the round before, so I was sitting on two power and not three, so I couldn't recal, because she had a big, a big spike on her second attack. I was like, well, I'm one power shy of recal, I guess I'm dead. <laughs> um, so Sam has a big activation where he's been like left on one health, and so has a ton of power, so has enough power to spend her his lizard twice. And his lizard between healing factor and the leadership is back up to full, but he's holding a scroll. So it's like, well, I really need him to go down, but I've got two six die attacks. I have a winging it. And with, if I do damage, I get to throw him. Um, I think I looked it up and it was, it's somewhere about a 40 percenter with all of that to daze him, but I did manage to get him, uh, which was a really big deal, especially because his lizard hadn't activated. So I was able to hold on to having last activation which at this point is like the score is really close. So at this point, having a last activation to try to control a secure is a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his rhino crosses the board to like, he makes the correct decision to not mess with my bill with rhino. He's like, okay, I'm going to walk, or I think it was like slide attack Hulk teleport or walk slide attack Hulk for the teleport to throw a piece of like size one terrain at my Sam, uh, with one health and then just to block it. Just anything uh, for that he last heat. That, it's that trash can. Yeah. I'm gonna watch out for that trash can. Yeah. On your left. Size one terrain throws are terrifying. <laughs> Not, so like Not like this. Not like this. Yeah. Uh, he draws out my brace with like Bill throwing a dumpster at Star Lord when Star Lord has two health left. And he was holding something, and I think I should have held on to it because that meant later in the round he was able to like, or later the next round he was able to double walk his bill and throw my one health Sam at my two health Star Lord, and daze them both and have them both drop scrolls. So I think, and my Hulk goes and like punches his bill and does three damage or something and ties the point. So at the end of whatever round this is, the second to last round of the game, there's like two or three scrolls on the ground and we tie at 14. Wow. So the game, it's anyone's game yeah. at this point. Before we start the last round, I, I walk over to his side of the table. We take a great picture together. My legs are literally shaking with how nervous I am. <laughs> yeah. he, he told me later, he's just as nervous as I was there. We're like, okay, before we end this, I, like this is the most anyone's game it could be. Let's get a picture. So we do that. We go into the, the last round. Um, I have priority, I think, and, um, no, no, he has priority and he goes with, I don't know if he has priority. I don't remember what he did, but I'm pretty sure he did have priority. I don't remember what his activation is. Um, I go with star Lord and I deliberately left his loot cage just like out in the middle of nowhere on one health. Uh, the previous round, mostly because I wanted to be able to take away an activation with from him so that I could, because I think whoever has the last activation is going to have a huge advantage. Uh, so Star-Lord goes and does a hit and run into his bill just to try to get some damage on him. Doesn't do anything, but then goes and stands to contest an objective or to contest a secure and dazes Luke. So it's like, okay, plan working out well there. He goes with Emma and goes into my Sam. And I'm feeling kind of okay. I'm like, 
because there, there was a, there was also a line where my first activation is just Sam double walks all the way to a secure on the other side of the board, which is empty at this point, basically. Um, and I don't do that because I'm like, well, I, I'm still holding on to recal. I have plenty of power, even though he can't raise shields against Emma. Like he should be okay. Uh, what I forgot at that point was that he also can't play recal against Emma because she's in normal form. Uh, and she manages to take him off the board. So I'm, I'm sweating a little bit. Um, his, his rhino was his first activation. That's what it was. And his rhino like sat on my back, right secure kind of towards the middle. Um, after hitting someone and not really doing much of anything, I don't know. Um, but I was really happy with his positioning because my bill, the last round I left on the inner side of my far of like his left scoundrel and scoring that point was like, okay, with where his rhino is, my bill has the range to double walk onto the middle scoundrel and throw his rhino off. So I've got a good chance, like if he doesn't put other people on that one, and if Star-Lord lives, then I can score that while, like, while, sc while also scoring another point. So it's really a fight for last activation. Um, and then after Emma kills Sam, and I'm a little bit nervous, I'm looking at, because I think I've got Bill and Hulk left to activate, and he has Bill and Lizard. And this is where Hulk just puts the game on his back. I'm like, okay, Bill needs to wait till last, because if he activates now, he doesn't really accomplish anything. Like, he goes and stands on the middle, and his Bill or his Lizard goes and throws him off and uh, takes the point for me. Like, well, Hulk has to go. His bill has three health. Uh, my Hulk is holding a, and is holding a, a scroll. My Hulk is holding a scroll. My bill is holding a scroll. And I think the other two might be on the ground, or the other one is on the ground, I think. Um, oh, no, Rhino is holding it. Rhino picks up first activation. So they're all accounted for. Like, well, Hulk needs today's bill. That is, then I can put the scroll in a position that Lizard kind of has to choose between getting that scroll and getting on a point. And the only point he'd be able to get on is Hulk's, and Hulk's healthy and Lizard's injured. Um, and he hadn't really been attacking Hulk much over the course of the game. I think he threw, like that Rhino attack that he put into Hulk just for the, the teleport, really, was the only one. And, um, he didn't do as much damage as I hoped he would, so I didn't have as much power. But Hulk had enough power still to like gamma leap and hit Bill. I'm like, okay, I'll probably take it's, it's Bill. He has power. It'll probably take me to daze him in one. Nice. Or this is like, okay, perfect. I have an action left. This is beautiful. Uh, I'm also in range to punch Lizard, so I'll throw a spender at him, see if I can get the stagger on him and like throw him away. And one shot's injured lizard. And so at <laughs> that point, yeah. yeah, just put the game on his back. Uh, he's out of models. Bill comes over and does the rhino thing. And I score out to like 19. Nice. Nice. And breathe the sigh of relief. Uh, <laughs> it, it was an incredible game. And I, and I know in that description, I'm not doing justice to how well Curtis played because mostly because I was so focused on mostly my own stuff that like, it all turned into a blur, but he played such a tight game mm. and like really the, the positional skills that he showed were fantastic. Um, but yeah, and I, I ended up taking it home. Well, that's, that's awesome. 
So tell me about that that evening. Like you've you've won second wind. I assume you stayed that yeah. night, or did you or did you leave on Sunday? To, uh, my to head flight back home? was my flight was later that night. So uh, helped clean up a little bit, and then left and got dinner or lunch, dinner, and went to the airport a little earlier than I needed to, just to share an Uber with someone. Um, it it felt really good. Uh, I've been going to second wind for four second wins, five years because of COVID. Um, I've been practicing and grinding this team a lot to try to get there. I had never won an event with more than four rounds before. Uh, and it was something that I was really trying to push myself to. Nice. Um, so I, I, I was really happy with, with that win and especially with it being there. Um, it felt like a lot of hard work and preparation had paid off. Uh, as well as the luck that anyone needs to do well at any tournament. You can't win a tournament without luck, whether that's in dice at key moments or just getting the matchups you need or dodging them. Like if anyone tells you that they win an event with zero luck, they're lying. Yeah, for real, especially with MCP. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. dice are yeah. a character. Terrain is a character, matchups and board side and priority, all very much characters yeah. in this game. Absolutely. Um so uh, yeah. So a couple quick questions. So with the new core box out, were there any potential additions that you were considering or maybe had flirted with, including in this roster? And now that that no. core box, not at all. For a brief moment, I considered putting in three threat Iron Man with Stark Armory. Yeah. Um, but he would have to take Sam's spot in that roster and that was never going to happen. Um, like I said, I've been tuning this roster for like more than a year, so everything very much has its place. Uh, there, there was a little bit of thought of including joint effort, but again, I didn't have a tactics card I was comfortable dropping for it. So, no, the core box didn't really play any role in my roster consideration. Now, how about in some of your boogeyman matchups uh, with Cyclops being a, a leader that people are actually playing now? Were you concerned about kind of the new X-Men and a lot of them getting a buff, especially like with Colossus being significantly more of a threat, especially with that kind of reverse bodyguard? Or obviously you did end up kind of dodging all of those matchups. But was there any concern with with that new update or the new core box and what you were going to have to be going up against? Uh, I was still more afraid of Storm than I and with Cyclops, mostly because I think uh, an X-Men player is only dropping Cyclops if we're on crises that are good for me. Mm. Um, and the X-Men players that I was worried about were building lists that like had Cyclops in there as a, as a flex, but like the only Cyclops I was even a little bit afraid of was a Cyclops with CGR, because again, kind of like in humans, they can keep it powered better yeah. than I can, but their attacks are lower quality. Um, I played one practice game against it before and it was it, it's any CGR mirror. It's your rear rolling dice. And I, just, I didn't want to do that, but that wasn't really something that I was up against. Uh, so I was still more worried about Storm because the Storm game means that I'm playing on a pay-to-flip most likely, which I just don't love doing. Um, Colossus I played against a few Colossus. Like I played against a Colossus round one in X Force. Um, he's tough, but he's he's still kind of easy to daze. He's just impossible to KO. 
Yeah. Mm. So as long as I can be in a position where I can daze him at the right time and not need to worry about KOing him, that's fine. And also most of my displacements that I take a lot are throws. So I'm not like, yeah, I can't change him. Hulk can't push him off the builder, but Hulk can still throw him. Bill can still throw him. I am, I am Groot can still throw him. So I still have a lot of options for moving him around. And uh, I've got a lot of long range attacks to not really have to worry about reverse bodyguard that much. So I wasn't too worried about Colossus. So, and I feel like I know the answer to this next question, um, but any changes that you might consider going forward with this roster? Or I mean, I mean, it seems like you're pretty locked into it and you're very happy with it, but is there anything yeah. you're, you're considering at all as far as a, a mix up or a shake up, or is this, is this kind of, is kind of the deal now? Well, my mix up is that I'm probably going to play some other stuff for a little bit just to like take a break. Yeah. Uh, but no, my, this, this roster, I think for my play style and the, the way that I like to play the game and the way that I'm comfortable playing the game, I think this roster is the best it can be, Nice. which isn't saying that it's the best guardians roster in the world, but it is the best guardians roster in the world for me to play. No, I, I think that's a really good qualifier too. Like everyone's play style is different yeah. and they cleave towards different mm-hmm. things. And I, yeah, I think that's very legitimately like the perfect way to put it. Thanks. Yeah. So, so no, that rock is not going anywhere. <laughs> so outside of Guardians, then, is there anything that you're excited to kind of like test out in the meantime as you kind of take a, a little bit of a break from uh, Guardians? Or- yeah. Um, so two months ago-ish, I had taken a little Guardians break to mess around with uh, Convocation a little bit. I played them at a local tournament and won it. And this past game night, I went back and just played more Convocation. Um, I think they're a really fun team and they make you feel really smart when you do cool stuff with them. There's something about uh, those, those clutch scalpels, right? That's just really, really, really fun. Yeah. The, the leadership bumps. I've really been enjoying new captain Marvel in there. Like mm. I didn't buy a new core box. I, there's not enough characters in there to warrant me buying it, but I bought a new captain Marvel off someone. Cause I think she's really fun in convocation. the, the leadership adds to her mobility. She has the like same mystic armor of strange where she gets the reverse pierce on energy and mystic. Yeah. So she combos with ironbound books really well. She can just like put a lot of displacement pressure out there and just like with how mobile she is, like she's so much fun. I don't know if she's the best character I can play in that slot, but man, is she fun. I hate seeing her at the other side of the table. I'm like, all right, do I focus her? Do I ignore her? She's just going to punch me in the face anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, if you really go hard. after her and don't kill her, it's really bad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I'm playing them. Um, I want to play some Web Warriors. Hmm. It's been a really, like, once upon a time, they were my main team. But that was a very long time ago. Um. And after seeing them do really well this weekend and or last whatever weekend that was, it's all merged together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to go back to plus Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel character. And I've been playing the PS five Spider-Man two. Yeah. It's incredible. It's great. Good. Game. Um, so I'm going to play some of them. I, I was excited about playing some Inhumans, but a little less so now. Um, I, I think I want to just play some non-straightforward attrition stuff yeah. for a little bit, but I did at least start painting Black Bolt a little bit, but cool. Spider-Man has taken away all my painting time, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so in between now and LVO, are there any other events that you're going to, you're looking at going to, or is, is LVO kind of your next uh, yeah. No, there's, um, there's one in Houston called Cosmic Invasion. Uh, not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after that I think has got like 18 people. Nice. And I still haven't decided what I'm playing for that, whether it's going to be Convocation or um, uh, Guardians. I've got a sort of like private league with some friends that I'm probably going to mess around with Web Warriors in just to, to play with. We're doing an affiliation battle in December, but fun. Uh, so co- yeah, Cosmic, Cosmic Invasion is the next like decent size one. And then after that, Elvia. We just we just did an affiliation battle this past weekend, and I was surprised at how fun it is. And seeing, especially it's after over. the card update and the new core box, seeing what people are playing, very kind of big mix-ups from my expectations going into it, what, what actually showed up. And uh, it's, it's just yeah. it's a fun event. You get to see some different stuff and people playing things in different ways without... Uh, you know the all the the kind of consistent splashes and stuff like that, but it's a it's brought, a really good I, format. I like it a lot. Yeah, Viper Viper, Viper saw the saw the table. That was Viper cool. did see the table. Yeah, that was cool. What does that card do again? <laughs> I'm gonna play Web Warriors there, and original core box Peter is going to be in my roster because I'm not. I don't have a spectacular Spider Man. Uh, is he going to see the table? Probably not, but Daredevil will. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's super cool. Uh, so that's exciting. I, I think Affiliation Battle is like head and shoulders the best alternate format for this game. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't have uh, any argument against that, really. <laughs> I really like What If, yeah. but like Affiliation Battle is really is classic. Yeah. Yeah. I would. So, so I got one, one last kind of question slash favor. To ask of you, Zach. Okay, sure as, we, as we get as we get close to to wrapping up, uh, um, if you could just do me a huge favor and uh, not play me at LVO, that would be <laughs> uh, that would be absolutely wonderful. Um, you have don't, to bribe Charles and Tyson for that. <laughs> look, don't don't give me a, don't give me good ideas. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, it, Zach, I'm so proud of you, man. Yeah, it's, for real. It's, it, it's you should oh, be proud you. of yourself. You. you know, there was a, a tough a tough field at Second Wind. Uh, there you go. I'm proud of you. you. You did a great job. I'm, uh, I'm excited and not excited to get whooped by you at LVO. So it'll be. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, I mean, if we play, if nothing else, we should play a casual game. That's true. Yeah, we do need to play. Yeah. Um. So, Definitely. just kind of as we end up here, uh, Zach, is there one character that's been announced for next year that you're like super hyped about? Especially liking some Web Warriors. There's a little bit there. Some Spider Foes. Uh, is there anything that's coming out in 2024 that really has you super hyped? Yeah, it's uh, it's Gwenum and it's Sandman. Yeah, uh, those two models are great. They, uh, the sculptors understand that Spider Man is the best Marvel property, and continue to give <laughs> Spider Foes all of the best sculpts in the game. Like all of those sculpts are incredible, but the yeah. Sandman sculpt is just on another it level. It really is. It really is. And I. Yeah, I can't wait to paint all those models. Um, I really hope they do some stuff to shake up spider foes because I am not a big fan of new Doc Ock. Uh, but I'm also I'm really excited for Gwenum. I think that is a really cool part of her comic storyline, and the model looks really cool. Completely agree. I could take or leave Ben Riley, but I'm always happy to get a new character for an affiliation I'm planning on playing. Mm-hmm. So I will, I will say. I've, 
Oh, sorry, Tim. M- more emo Spider-Man is like it's 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 great yeah. shtick for me personally. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> just anytime I can be like, oh, I guess I'll taser web you now, like. <laughs> my well-defined muscles yeah i'll tell you after playing spider-man 5 uh and just how baller craven is in that game and uh I, i'm like man i think i just want to play spider foes all the time now and just yeah just just so cool. uh, yeah the, the game is awesome and it and the the models uh for foes are, are really cool so they're definitely uh piquing my interest yeah. What about you guys? What what uh what upcoming stuff is exciting for you guys? Uh Shadow King. Like I I love that I love him so much. I loved the Legion show. I don't like a lot actually. I didn't really enjoy a, a ton of the like Marvel television shows, but I really liked Legion. Yeah. Uh and Shadow King I is like huge one. in my heart. Yes. And maybe I haven't gotten off season one, so maybe I'm still like holding it <laughs> higher than it should be. You should, but. You should stop. Uh, season two has been <laughs> way up its own butt, and I never watched season three. Uh, I skipped season three because season two is that. Season one is amazing. All right, maybe I'm just, yeah. Clement in there. Yeah. Yes, I and I'm a big Flight of the Concords fan, and I like and uh, mm-hmm. what we do in the shadows. I love Jermaine Clement, so I I, I thought yeah. he knocked it out of the park in that. But uh, but hell yeah. Well, uh, so I, I assume. Uh, the, the game, the finals of that uh, uh, second win, it will probably be on Vincent Kirkhoff's channel. So that's Vincent Kirkhoff on YouTube if you want, if you do want to check yep. out uh, if that uh, that matchup. But Zach, yeah, sometime next week from when this is recording, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, that's Vincent Kirkhoff on uh, YouTube. I almost said Facebook. He's also probably Vincent Kirkhoff on Facebook. <laughs> but <laughs> I would guess. Yeah. I would guess. <laughs> But that's a really cool alias. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, once again, congratulations. That is that is super dope. I was looking at the long shanks and I was like, yo, Zach won. That's rad as hell. So uh, uh, thank you. But, uh, Thanks ben, for having me. And Ben, thank you so much for coming on too. I really appreciate you. But that's always a joy to be here. That's that's second wind next year. Make sure to get pumped for it now. Second wind six. Be there next year in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's going to be the place to be. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. And uh, listen. Get ready for emo Spider-Man. It's going to be great. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also... Streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.